Hello, welcome back to the Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCreary, and today I am excited to announce that I have officially released my NFL Draft Stats database. So if you do not know, I have a Patreon page, and on my Patreon, I have a premium stat sheet. It's just a little sheet um, that has five statistical databases for the NFL and the NBA, and today I released uh, my NFL Draft Stats database. I did not expect to have this done so soon. I thought it would be a couple. I thought I would have this done a, a couple months from now, but no, I was able to get all this done really, really quickly, um, which I'm super excited about. Um, if you want to go check it out, you can go to my Patreon page. It's on the link. Um, it's in my link tree in, on my Instagram. I think it's also on my Twitter. Um, in my Twitter and Instagram are both the Ryan McCrary. That's the R Y A N M C C R A R Y. You can go to my Patreon. Um, and for five dollars a month, you can get access to all five of my statistical databases. Um, but I want to go ahead and break down my database for the NFL draft. It has a ton of information. And it, it, it includes a bunch of advanced stats in here. And so in these advanced stats, you may not be, um, um, like you may not be aware of or you may not be used to. And so I want to go ahead and bring it down so that if you do look at my database, if you do purchase it, um, that you won't be confused. Um, and I think this is a very valuable stuff. I want to break down why this is important and why this stuff is valuable. Because I do think that's, that, this, that this data, these stats, and all this information that's included in here is valuable. It, it helped me um, kind of identify some some um, under, underrated prospects in last year's draft. Um, like, I was a big fan of Cole Strange because of this database. I was a big fan of Leo Chanel because of this database. So, I hope this helps you out. And I'm really excited about this database. Um, and I, I can't wait to put the 2023 draft class into this. But we're, we're a long way away from that. But without further ado, let's stop wasting time and let's get into this database. So, first off, I want to lay out what all is included in here. So, for each position... Uh, for all the players in this, in this uh, database, I have basic information, like obviously like what their name is, where they went to school, uh, what conference they played in, what year they were in, like whether or not they were a senior, uh, a, a um, junior, um, were they a registered senior, were they a registered junior, I have their draft year, I have their draft capital, what pick they were, and what round they were picked in. That's very important. Draft capital is a huge indicator of how good a player will be. And then I have some grades uh, from online sources like NFL.com. Um, Lance Zerline releases his grades for each prospect every year. That's included. SIS uh, released their uh, NFL draft um, website. And so they, they have publicly available grades that are free. Those are available here. NF the NFL.com also has um, these next-gen stats grades. Um, for each prospect, which are made using athleticism um, and production. So that's really cool. And then I have advanced stats. Um, and then I have um, athletic testing numbers. I have each player's draft age. Uh, I have each player's RAS score, which is their relative athletic score, which is made using um, percentiles for each combine um, drill uh, compared to every player's combine drill since 
I don't know when when this dating goes back to, but it goes back uh, around 30 years. So that's a lot, and that stuff is very valuable. Um, then I have high school recruiting data, and they're in this data isn't the most important, but I think it does matter how good these players were in high school because the better you were at a younger age, um, the better. Like if you were really good um, in high school and you were really good as a freshman and you were just really good early and then you continue being really good, that matters. So that's why that's important. And then I have PFF grades. Uh, from their final season, and then I have um, kind of uh, what shows like their development curve in terms of their PFF grade, um, looking at breakout age, so it shows a breakout age in terms of how, how young they were when they first had a PFF grade of 70, and then I have how old they were when they first had a PFF grade of 80, um, and then I had um, what age they were when they first had a PFF grade of 90. Now, obviously, not every player um, has a PFF grade of 90, um, for a single season, um, but some do, and it shows how young they were, or how old, how old they were when they first achieved that. Then have a peak PFF grade, a PFF grade the last two years, and then their final season worth of PFF grades. Um, so that's all included there. It's a ton of information. Like, when I say there's a ton of information here, I mean it. There is a lot of information here. Now I want to break down the advanced stats, and I want to start off with the quarterbacks. So, um, with the quarterbacks, I have um, some more common advanced stats like adjusted yards per attempt, passer rating, QBR, uh, completion percentage, touchdown rate, interception rate, and then I have touchdown rate minus interception rate. Um, but what I want to talk about is the market share data. Now, you might be wondering, what's market share data? Like, what does that mean? And basically, what market share stats are, it's basically take a particular stat for a player and divide it by the total team stats. Um, so you can show uh, what percentage of a certain stat a player recorded um, during, a, during their final season. So, uh, for example, let's look at uh, Malik Willis. So Malik Willis had a, uh, a carry market share of 38.78% during his final season. And that means that he recorded 38.78% of his team's carries last season. Um, that ranks first among all quarterbacks in last year's draft. Um, and second was Sam Howell with a carry market share of 35.67%. Both of those marks are really good. And then I have like rush yards market share. Um, I have rushing yards per attempt or, or rushing yards per carry. And then I have rushing touchdown market share. And I have that for all the quarterbacks um, for the 2022 NFL Draft. Um, the reason why market share data is useful is because not every team has the same kind of offense or the same kind of defense. And so not every quarterback or not every player will have the same opportunities to record each stat. Um, I recently, like a few months ago, I released an article on my website um, kind of breaking down or analyzing some of the top quarterbacks in the NFL and how they performed during the 2021-2022 season. And I used market share data. And one thing I realized is that, um, or one thing I noticed through uh, writing that article is that um, uh, Patrick Sertan, I almost forgot his name, Patrick Sertan recorded a lot less interceptions and pass deflections than J.C. Jackson and Trevon Diggs, 
but he was still very productive in terms of his pass deflections and his interceptions. Um, they just, the Broncos didn't record a ton of interceptions like the Cowboys did or the Patriots did. They recorded a, a, a lot fewer interceptions and passes defended, and because of that, pa- uh, Patrick Sertan was bound to have less passes defended and interceptions than J.C. Jackson and Javon Diggs. So looking at stats this way, kind of adjust for that um, because players' uh, stats and production will be influenced by their team's scheme or their team's play style. And so this kind of adjusts for that. Um, and as we can see, looking at this kind of data, um, we can see that Malik Willis and Sam Howell uh, were the most productive rushers out of, out of last year's uh, quarterbacks. Um, uh, Malik, or not Malik, uh, Matt Corral was... Um, a, a distant third, and then a distant fourth was um, Desmond Ritter. Now let's go ahead and look at running backs. So for running backs, the stats I have I have included are um, a dominator rating, uh, carry market share, rush yards market share, uh, yards per carry, rushing touchdown market share, target market share, uh, receiving yards market share, yards per reception, and receiving touchdown market share. A dominator, let me, um, dominator is basically, let me look, let me actually make sure I have, um, this definite, this definition right, I don't want to mess this up, I don't want to give y'all inaccurate information, so let me get a playerprofiler.com real quick, and just get the right definition for what dominator is, so dominator is, let me see, it's not pulling it, pulling it up. All right, let me look. What is college dominator dominator rating? Um, so um, dominator rating uh, represents a player's market share or his percentage of his team's offensive production, um, and that's basically what it is. And so, um, looking at running backs. Uh, the highest dominated rating among running backs in the 2022 NFL Draft uh, was Kenneth Walker III with a dominated rating of 50.2%. So he had around 50.2% of his team's overall production. Uh, second was Brees Hall. Third was Tyler Batty. Fourth was Rashad White, and so on. Um, and then for like carry market share, uh, number one was uh, Brees Hall with a carry market share of 61.5%, or sorry, of 61.56%. Um, number two was Tyler Batty, and number three was Tyler Algier. Uh, Kenneth Walker came in at uh, fourth. And then for rushing yards market share, number one uh, was Kenneth Walker the third at 71.66%. Number two was Brees Hall at 70.74%. Number three was Tyler Batty. Number four was Tyler Algier, and then um, rushing yards per, uh, per or rushing yards per carry. Number one was Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State, uh, with a mark of seven point zero three percent. Or sorry, with a mark of zero point seven point zero three. Number two was Zaquandre White from South Carolina at six point six. James Cook uh, was third at six point four. And looking at rushing rushing touchdown market share. Um, number one was Brees Hall with a mark of 80%. Uh, number two was Kenneth Walker III with a mark of 78.26%. And then number three was Tyler Algier with a mark of 60, sorry, of 76.7%. 
And then looking at receiving um, uh, data at target market share, number one was Tyler Batty uh, with 16.7%. Number two was Rashad White at 16%. And then number three was uh, Kyron Williams from Notre Dame uh, with 10.8%. And then number four was Tyler Algier uh, with a target market share of 10%. Uh, and then for receiving yards market share, number one by a lot was um, Rashad White from Arizona State, uh, 18.02%. Number two was Tyler Batty at 10.889%. At and then number three was Cameron Williams at 9.78%. Also, Maurice Hall came in at number four for this metric at 8.8%. And then yards per reception, um, number one was uh, Ty Chandler at 14.4%. Number two was Damian Pierce at 11.4%. And number three was Rashad White at 10.6. And then for receiving touchdown market share, we have um, number one, Tyler Batty at 21.05%. Number two, Zaquandre White at 13.64%. Actually, two players are tied uh, for 13.64%. That's Zaquandre White and Bruce Hall. And then at number four, we got Damian Pierce at 11.11%. So that is it for the running backs um, advanced stats. Now we can move on to wide receivers. And for wide receivers, we have a dominator rating, target market share, receiving yards market share, yards per reception, and receiving touchdowns market share. Um, the leaders in dominator rating, number one uh, was Jalen Tolbert um, from South Alabama. That might be Jalen Tolbert. I may have screwed that up, um, but he had a dominator rating of 51.2%. Traylon Burks comes comes in at second uh, with a dominator rating of 45.9%. Then at number three, we have Sky Moore uh, at 44.8%. Then number four, Jahan Dotson at 44.3%. And number five, Christian Watson at 44%. Uh, and then for target market share, also, um, one thing I want to note is that some of the smaller school guys in my database don't have um, all their stat, all their advanced stats in here. For FCS guys, it is kind of difficult to find their stats. Um, so that's why, like with Christian Watson, he doesn't have a target market share. And then when we go to like defense, um, um, Troy Anderson doesn't have um, me all of his advanced stats in there because some of them I just could not find for the life of me. I'll try to find them, um, but I can't make any promises because stats are really difficult to find for FCS players. Now, uh, continuing with the advanced stats for wide receivers, number one in target market share was Wondell Robinson at 39.3%. Number two was Sky Moore at 36.7%. Number three was Jalen uh, Tolbert at 33.4%. And number four was Jahan Dotson at 30%. Um, and then number five, Chalon Burks at 29.3%. Interesting here, Kyle Phillips from UCLA comes in at number six at 28.7%. That's interesting. And then receiving yards market share, we have, um, excuse me, Jalen Tolbert at 47.98%. Uh, number two, Wendell Robinson at 45.47%. At number three, we got Traylon Burks at 39.7%. And then number four, we got Sky Moore at 39.19%. Now let's look at uh, yards per reception. Um, so number one in yards per reception was Isaiah Weston from Northern Iowa at 23.9. Number two, Jamison Williams from Alabama, 19.9. Number three, Jalen Naylor, Michigan State, 18.8. .8. 
And then number four, we got Christian Watson from North Dakota State with 18.6. And to round out the wide receiver stats, we got receiving touchdown market share. Um, number one, Traylon Burks with a mark of 50%. Uh, number two, Jahan Dotson, 48%. Number three, Sky Moore, 43.48%. And then, once again, we got Kyle Phillips here at number four uh, at 43.48%. So, uh, Kyle Phillips and Sky Moore both tied in receiving touchdown market share uh, at 43.48%. All right, so now let's move on to tight ends. Um, and for tight ends, it's pretty much the same as wide receivers. We got dominator, target market share, receiving yards market share, yards per reception, and receiving touchdown market share. Um, so for them, I got do- uh, dominator rating. Number one in dominator rating uh, is uh, Trey McBride at 46.3%. Um, he leaves by a, a lot. Number two was Jelani Woods at 34.6%. Number three was Kate Otten, 31.8%. And number four, Isaiah Likely, 31.4%. And then leaders in target market share, number one was uh, Trey McBride at 34%. Number two, Isaiah Likely, 24.3%. Number three, Charlie Kolar at 21.6%. And then number four, Jalen Watermeyer at 19.5%. Now looking at receiving yards market share, Number one um, was Trey McBride, once again, 37.12%. Number two, number two uh, Greg Nulsich, 26.71%. Number three, Isaiah Likely, 26.38%. And the number four, Charlie Kolar, at, uh, 27, or, at 22.04%. Here are the leaders in yards per reception. At number one, we got uh, Greg Nulsich at 17.3%. Number two, Isaiah Likely at, seven, at 15.5%. Number three, Jelani Woods at 13.6. And number four, Jalen Watermeyer at uh, tw- at 12.9. And here are the leaders in receiving touchdown market share. At number one, we have Isaiah Likely at 36.36%. Number two, we have Charlie Kolar at 27.27%. There's actually two players uh, or two tight ends tied at 27.27% receiving touchdown market share. That is Charlie, Charlie Kolar and Jake Ferguson. Um, and then at number four, we have Jelani Woods at 25.81%. So those are the advanced stats for tight ends. Uh, there are no advanced stats like that for offensive tackle and interior defense, or in, um, for offensive tackles and interior offensive linemen, unfortunately. So we can go ahead and move on to edge rushers. And now we are on the defensive side of the ball. Starting out with edge rushers, the, the market share stats I have for them are solo tackle market share, tackle for loss market share, and sack market share. So the leader in, in solo tackle market share um, for edge rushers was Jermaine Johnson II um, with a mark of 7.78%. At number two, we have D'Angelo Malone at 7.56%. And then number three, we got Aiden Hutchinson at 7.03%. Uh, the leaders in tackle for loss market share, number one, by a ton, by a mile, was Aiden Hutchinson with a mark of 39.3%. Very impressive. Number two, we have Cameron Thomas uh, with a mark of 23.84%. Number three, we got Arnold and McKetty at 21.95%. And number four, we got D'Angelo Malone um, at 21.34%. Now, second market share, we have number one, um, Aiden Hutchinson with a mark of 41.1%. Um, and number two, we have Arnold and McKetty, uh with a mark of 36.54%. 
That's very good. Number three, we have Jermaine Johnson, 36.36%. And number four, we got Kayvon Thibodeau at 32.4%. And at number five, we got David uh, David Ajabo um, at 32.35%. Very impressive. Now we can move on. Actually, hold up. I skipped interior defensive linemen. Duh. I don't know how I missed that. Almost skipped them. Um, it's the same for them. Uh, we got solo tackle market share, tackle, tackle for loss market share, and sack market share. So the leader in solo tackle market share among interior defensive linemen uh, was DeMarvin Leal at 5.72%. Then we got Logan Hall at 5.01%. At number three, we got Neil Farrell Jr. at 4%. And then we have uh, Ioma Uwazirike uh, from Iowa State at 3.76%. Uh, the leaders in tackle for loss market share at number one, we have DeMarvin Leal at, uh, with a mark of 17.61%. At number two, we have Zachary Carter at 15.13%. Number three, we have Ioma Uwazirike uh, at 14.46%. And number four, we have Logan Hall at 13.68%. And then the leaders among defensive tackles and sack market share. At number one, we have Travis Jones from UConn. From UConn. Uh, at 37.5%. Number two, Ayoma Uwazirike at 27.27%. Number three, Zachary Carter, 22.22%. And number four, DeMarvin Leal at 21.79%. So now we can move on to linebackers. And we got a lot more data for linebackers. We have solo tackle market share, tackle for loss market share, sack market share, and passes defended market share. So here are the leaders among linebackers. And solo tackle market share, at one, we have Damone Clark uh, at 15.6%. Number two, we have Chad Muma at 15.57%. Uh, at number three, we have Malcolm Rodriguez at 13.79%. And number four, we have Leo Chanel at 12.82%. Um, and then at number five, I want to mention uh, Devin Lloyd at 11.76%. Here are the leaders in tackle for loss market share. At number one, we have Micah McFadden at 26.72%. Number two, Devin Lloyd at 22.68%. Number three, Leo Chanel at 20.56%. Um, number four, 17.7%. And number five, Damone Clark at 15.31%. Uh, at, um, and then at sack market share, uh, at number one, we have Micah McFadden at, with a mark of 40.63%. Number two, Leo Chanel, 21.05%. Number three, Devin Lloyd, 19.51%. Uh, number four, Terrell Bernard uh, at 17.86%. And number five, DeMarco Jackson at 16.67%. And then here are the leaders and past def passes defended market share. Number one, uh, we have... Brandon Smith at 10.42%. Then number two and number three tied for 10%. We got Devin Lloyd and DeMarco Jackson. Then at number four, we have Kobe Dean at 9.68%. And number five, we have Malcolm Rodriguez at 8.89%. So those are all the advanced stats for the linebackers. And now we're going to move into the secondary. We got cornerbacks and safeties. Here are the leaders among cornerbacks and solo tackle market share. Number one, we have Demarion Williams uh, at 11.06%. Number two, Cam Taylor Britt at 8.12%. 
Number three, Alante Taylor at 8.06%. Number four, Martin Emerson Jr. at 7.97%. And number five, Marcus Jones at 7.52%. Here are the leaders in passes defended market share. Number one, we have Roger McCreary at 31.82%. Number two, Marcus Jones at 27.66%. Number three, we have Cam Taylor Britt at 25%. Number four, we have Kyler Gordon at 21.88%. And at number five, we have Kobe Bryant at 21.15%. And then for inter, uh, interception market share, number one, we have Jermaine Waller at 40%. Number two, uh, we have Mon- Montre- is it, sorry, Monteric Brown at um, 38.46%. At three, we have Marcus Jones at 35.71%. And at number four, we got Andrew Booth uh, at 25%. And then we actually have two players tied. At 25%, that's Andrew Booth Jr. and Darion Kendrick. So, those are the leaders in the advanced stats for cornerbacks. Now, moving on to safety. This is our final position. At number one, uh, for solo tackle market share, we have Brian Cook at 10.4%. Number two, we have Jalen Petre at 10.26%. Number three, we have Kirby Joseph at 8.45%. And then at, at four, we have Louis Seen at 8.25%. And then lastly, at number five, we have Verone McKinley, the third, at 8.24%. For tackle for loss market share, we have um, Jalen Petre at number one for eight, at 18.88%. Number two, we have 9.89% for uh, Smoke Monday. Uh, number three, we have Jaquan Brisker at 7.32%. Number four, we have Daxton Hill at 6.43%. And at number five, we have Nick Cross at 5.74%. And then for passing defendant market share, number one, we have Brian Cook at 17.31%. Number two, Verone McKinley, the third, or uh, yeah, the third, at 15.79%. And number three, we have uh, Daxton Hill at 15.1%. Uh, number four, we have Jalen Petre at uh, 14.89%. And lastly, at number five, we have Lewis Seen at, at 14.52%. And then for uh, interception market share, Number one is Kirby Joseph at 55.56%. Number two is um, Nick Cross at 50%. Number three is Ramon McKinley III at 35.29%. Four is JT Woods at 31.58%. And number five is Daxton Hill at 25%. So that wraps up the advanced stats for all the positions included in my database. Um... Another thing I want to I want to go go over and, and break down for you. I have a position, uh, or sorry, I have a spreadsheet here with um, every position uh, put together, um, where you can see um, what age every player in my data in my database is. That's all in this section. Um, it, it includes draft cap. All all this includes draft capital, online grades, athletic testing, basic information, athletic scores. Um, high school recruiting data, PFF grades, all of this that can be found in the individual position um, pages is in the all position pages. Um, all information is included except for the advanced stats. Um, that's not included here. Um, but you have every player uh, in this database all in one place so you can um, kind of compare their stats and their, and their data that way. And then I have a little section uh, called player profiles. Um, and it has just basically 
all of uh, every player's information just put into one spreadsheet. Um, and it's got a list of names here. Um, you can you can switch. So right now I have uh, I have Trayvon Walker. Um, and on this player profile, it has his position, what team he played for, the conference he played in, what year he was in. So Trayvon Walker was a junior, so that's here. It has his draft year, uh, what pick he was, uh, what round he went in, um, his online grades, um, his basic information like his, his age, his height, weight, uh, his hand size, and his arm length. Then it has his combine measurements, um, like his bench, his vertical, his broad jump, 40-yard dash, 20-yard split, 10-yard uh, split, stuff like that. Um, his RES score, his high school recruiting data, um, his breakout or his PFF grades, like his breakout age um, um, for a PFF grade of 70, his breakout age at a PFF grade of 80, and his breakout age at a PFF grade of 90. And then we got his peak PFF grade, his PFF grade in the last two years. And his two th- or and his I gotta change this um, his final season PFF grade, so that is all included in the player profile. So um, that's basically all the information included here. Um, it's a lot of stuff. Like I mentioned, I've, I've mentioned that before. It's a lot of stuff. Um, so I hope y'all find this useful, and I hope y'all really enjoy uh, going through all these stats. It's it's really cool in my opinion. Uh, obviously, I made that, so I made this. So I'm gonna say this. But I really hope y'all enjoy it. I hope y'all find it as fascinating as I do. I think this information is really useful uh, for breaking down draft prospects. Um, one thing before I go, I do want to mention is that the advanced stats are not the end-all be-all. Different players are going to produce differently at different ages. Not all players play for the same team. Not all players um, or the same age. Some players are at different points in their development, and their stats are going to reflect that. But I think looking at stats this way, um, in terms of like market share stats, um, is a decent way to look at production. I think it's a very good way to look at production. And th- that's not the best way to look at players. That's not the end-all be-all. Just because, um, just because uh, Trayvon Walker didn't produce very well in terms of his market share stats doesn't mean he's not going to be a very good player. Like, he was the first overall pick. He's a super good athlete. He's young. Like, because of all that, he has a chance to succeed despite not producing in college. Um, so um, you got to look at these things uh, in a nuanced way. Um, just because they didn't produce in college doesn't mean they won't produce in the NFL. All of this matters together. It's not just college production. It's not just the age. It's not just um, the size um, or the athleticism. It's all that put together. Um, and kind of looking at, at all this data that way, not just looking at one thing, not just looking at the stats or the athleticism alone separately. You got to look at it all together um, to come up with your opinions. That's how I look at it, um, and, I, and that's how I would implore you to, to look at it as well. But that's all I have for y'all today. If you want to see more content from me, you can check out my website at thewiresports.com. You can check out my YouTube um, channel at The Wire. You can check out my TikTok page at thewire.sports. Uh, sorry, at the.wire.sports. You can check out my Twitter and my Instagram at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R-Y-N-M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. R-Y-A-N-M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. Sorry, for some reason, I felt like I messed, messed that up. Um, you can check out my Patreon. The link is in my Twitter and my Instagram bio. 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast episode and I will see y'all next time. Peace.